What's up, Wiz Kids, and welcome to Off the Bench. Jamoke Davis here with Zach Rosen, Chris Gehring, and Jeremy Hyman as we get set for the NBA draft in 2018. It'll be exciting. It's coming up this Thursday, so we figured we'd talk a little NBA uh, draft with a mock draft and then also talk about some of the potential prospects for the Washington Wizards. Jeremy, you're going to New York City. I know you're really looking forward to getting back up there for a draft. I feel like it's been a while. It has been a while. It, it feels like it's been a while because it has been a few yeah. years now. Our other members here who have been here a couple of years have never even gone through <laughs> a draft night with a with a Wizards pick. So we're me and Jamoke here, we're the only two who have experienced a Wizards draft with a pick. It'll be exciting. Um, yeah. Uh, of course, the, our fir- or my first few years here were – the really exciting because we were the lottery teams yeah um my first year here was 2011 so that was kind of my when i was still an intern mm-hmm. um which you know obviously that draft didn't go well for the wizards yeah but you know after that they grabbed bradley beal and Otto porter at three the next 2012 and 2013 um and then you know and grabbed thomas sadaransky in the bradley beal draft in mm-hmm. 2012 in the second round which worked out and then our last pick first round pick was kelly Oubre, who kelly Oubre now is coming into his last year right. yeah nice not you know turned into a good at, at 15 who they yeah. traded up up to uh to grab him at 15 where they'll pick again so here I'm we are again 15th pick um if they decide to keep it and not trade up or down that's uh they'll have a you know the a player there at 15 and it's always always a fun night because you never know what could happen and and then you, and by the end of the night you have a brand new player on your yeah. team which is it's always fun and of course there is the rumors going around about if the wizards will make the trade i feel like that's ex- exciting like uh, the thought of losing a player isn't good but you know you never know who you could gain if that's the case but just the talk i just like when that's you know kind of brewing up and and getting to the top of everybody's conversation at least locally what do you think zach and sounds like a lot of trades are being discussed everywhere so it should be a crazy night yeah there's a lot of there's just a ton of talk a ton of mock drafts switching up and down over the last two weeks um yeah there's just so much that can change there's so much that i think Everybody goes into watching a draft. If you've if you've done a lot of reading, thinking one way for each team, and then it feels like within five picks, mm-hmm. you're wrong about something. Something changes. Every team has their board that they make. I would say fairly independent of others. You yeah. know, they they yeah. look at what they need, what they're looking for. They evaluate through their own process and their scouts, their eyes, their needs, and they build their board from there. So. I think from the outside, there's a lot of a lot of mocks and and out. You know, there's a lot of outside factors that go into making all these mocks that make sense to a lot of people. Mm-hmm. But when you're sitting in the front office and you're looking at your team and your chemistry and your coaching staff, the, you know, all the feedback that each team gets, um, it makes for a lot of different boards across the NBA and a lot of different priorities. And so that will cause some th- some things to happen i'm sure that people don't see coming and that's what's awesome about the nba draft and we're close and it's fun that the wizards are in the 15th slot that we're right outside the lottery and definitely in a spot to to make something happen to grab a really good player to move up and down um the wizards have a lot of options and i think that's exciting it's really 
funny because I feel like Ernie's really old school and I can just imagine that he's probably always on the phone. He's got his cell phone up to his ear all the time. He just never, I've never seen him with a Bluetooth. But the other thing that thinking about how with the Washington Capitals winning the Stanley Cup, they literally had a week before their draft. I can only imagine if the Wizards were to win the NBA championship that you have that small window to prepare for a draft. Obviously, it's exciting because you would be celebrating a championship, but, you know, uh, nonetheless, uh, we, we have a little more time to, yeah. to prepare. For sure. And I think, you know, all the teams do their, their legwork and the bulk of their work far before this week Mm -hmm. i think that's something too that gets lost in all this too you think the pre-draft workouts are just like the last look one more time at a player i mean you know there there are there are scouts and scouting staffs for every team and those guys work year-round tirelessly and and by now front offices around the league have profiles on these guys dating way back Mm -hmm. um they've been watching all these guys play for years now and so this is kind of the final you know when players come in for an interview it's kind of like the final interview it's like um you know finding out little things and what makes them tick and how they might fit but all the teams know these guys games by now and so this is the culmination of a lot of work yeah and, uh, it's it's an exciting night every year because of that speaking about a lot of work we put a lot of work into coming up with how we're going to do this mock draft now first of all a disclaimer we're just having fun here we don't have any inside information on the other teams. We're not representing the other teams per se, just kind of having fun with the mock draft. Um, we're going to be using some of the analysis and our analysis from other experts and their mock drafts and their thoughts of some of these players. Some of them we haven't even seen. We're just mm-hmm. you know, going to have a little fun here, and hopefully, WizKids, you'll enjoy this mock draft. So, of course... I guess because Zach is the newest guy, he wants the first pick. So yeah, that's how it works. First first that's how it works. Pick. Well, it's also kind of the the only <laughs> pick anyone really seems to know. So I have the the easiest part of the whole mock draft, which is that uh, for Phoenix, who picks number one, uh, they won the lottery. Good for them. They have a great young team. I think it's pretty much a done deal that they're going to pick DeAndre Ayton number one, the newest Puma member with Jay-Z. Newest uh, Puma member. Right. I think he fits what they need. Uh, I heard some interesting comparisons to DeMarcus Cousins. I think that's a really good one. Uh, he literally played in in Arizona. So, like, he's been working out. He knows those players. I think it's kind of an easy pick for them since they have Devin Booker, just uh, you know, and – He's a superstar already, so you just get another big to run with that guy. Yeah, Tyson Mm -hmm. Chandler to maybe teach him how to be a big man in the NBA. Yeah, no, that's a great, great example. I mean, a lot of these teams uh, need people to groom their young guys. Aiton's very young, so Mm -hmm. I think it meshes with the locker room, the new head coach, and what they're trying to build there. Chris Gehring with the number two pick. Yeah, so mock drafts have gone every which way with this pick and it's so funny how the number one pick seems to be deandre ayton and we're all expecting that but two there's a lot of names that have been tossed around on mock drafts you've seen marvin bagley um, luka Doncic, and so i'm gonna go with luka Doncic just because i I, i've you know i've seen his name everywhere i've seen his name at one earlier in this process when a Mm -hmm. lot of earlier mock drafts were coming out um, Luka Doncic has been 
kind of at the top of the at the top of the heap. He's also one of the more I think maybe mysterious guys to American media and to American fans just because there's not a lot of opportunities to watch him play. Yeah. Um but the the media, the scouts whatever that have seen him play and they've all been glowing reviews about Luka Doncic. So Jeremy's got saddle on speed now. Just He's call a, Thomas Sadaransky. What's he think of Luca? Yeah, Played at Real yeah. Madrid. Yeah, that's right. Well, I think you. The reason you see the the mocks go all over the place is because it's the Kings. Yeah, I don't think yeah. anybody has any, ever has an idea of what the Kings are going to do. They've been such a a wild card team over the last really decade. Maybe um, you know they've they've been a. a, a They've had a lot of losing seasons over the last mm-hmm. decade or so. They've had a ton of changes in management. Um, no one, it's kind of, nobody really knows what's going on on the outside, what's going on inside there. You know, Vlade Divac running the, the, uh, the organ, you know, as the, you know, head GM, or I don't know what his exact position is, but no yeah. one knows, is he making the pick or the, you know, are the other guys in the organization making the pick? Um, so I think that's part of the wild card with the number two pick is we you just don't really know what the Kings are going to do. But they could easily go Donch, Doncic. Yeah. Um, they could go a lot of ways, but um, it's that's why that's probably that'll start sort of the you know what's coming after that. Like wow. that's why it's hard to predict yeah. what's going to happen three, yeah. four, five because you yeah. don't Luke really is going know. already. Um, I mean, I it it makes sense. There's a European connection there. Some stuff has surfaced the last couple of days that the Kings flew out to visit him in Spain, mm-hmm. but it didn't. They didn't bring him over. I mean, no one really did, and I, I think it's the right pick for them. I mean, talk about bringing excitement to your franchise. It seems like, like he's just that super seems like dynamic. The, yeah. the best way to do it, especially if you feel the talent's the same. Yep. And for number three for Atlanta, I'll give them Marvin Bagley. Um, Come on! I wanted Marvin Bagley. I think a lot of teams would like to have Marvin Bagley. <laughs> um, he, I mean, in college, I watched him probably more than a lot of these guys. So I, I don't know if that is a more of a bias. You know, I, I'm not a scout, so I don't watch all these guys like the actual teams would do. But yeah, when you watch Bagley and you saw how he could dominate games on the glass, he looks like to me he looked like the most you know NBA ready big man ready to dominate in the paint um and i was not a duke fan so i was never really rooting for him but nothing against him personally just not a duke guy um <laughs> is anyone so <laughs> but <laughs> but in terms of his talent i mean i watched him play syracuse i've watched him you know i watch a lot of acc when i yeah. can so i got to see him a fair amount and he looks like the real deal um it, it, he looks to me as much of a can't miss big man as you could get and there's a lot of good big men in this draft but um, you know, Atlanta's a young team that's trying to rebuild, brand new head coach. Um, I think that, uh, you know, I think if they were to get Bagley, I think they'd be very excited. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right, with the number four pick, I'm going to go with Jaron Jackson Jr. out of Michigan State. He has a lot of upside, 7'5 wingspan. Uh, he blocked more shots than DeAndre Ayton and Marvin Bagley Jr. combined and shot a higher percentage from three-point territory than some young guards, including Trey Young. So yeah, I like I his ability to stretch the floor. shooting big in the draft. Yeah, I think if, if, uh, if teams pass on Doncic, I think that 
you know, if Bagley were to go to second, let's say, I think Jackson would probably be third to yeah, the Hawks. That's, seems like a that's what I I think he could e- easily be a Hawk as well. So yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. That's why we'll sure. see what happens in that top five. I think a lot of it depends on the Doncic movement. Mm-hmm. Wow. Uh, at five, <clears throat> it's interesting because I just saw a report that Bamba refused. So that's who I think is going to go five. Mo Bamba from the Texas. Black Bamba. I think he goes to the Mavericks. I just saw a report that he refused to give his medicals to the Grizzlies. What? So he doesn't want to go to Memphis at four, which was definitely a possibility. But I think Dallas makes sense. Uh, mm-hmm. There's been talks about a trade for this pick as well, if Dallas is trying to you know, compete now. Um, but I think you look at what they need there. Besides Dirk, I mean, they haven't really had a dominant center in – I mean, he didn't even play center until the last couple of years. They they just mm-hmm. really could use a dominant big man. This guy might have the most potential in the entire draft. He is massive. And I think he has a 7'10 wingspan, which is absolutely unheard of. And it, it seems almost like a no-brainer at that point for them if you look at what they have there. Um, I also think they could go – if they go guard, they would go explosive with, like, Trey Young. But mm-hmm. I think Bamba's the better pick for them. You like so, that nickname? It's too much Bamba. like Kobe, the Might Black Mamba. Like Black, but we'll uh, see. I like that you have Aiton staying in Arizona and Bamba <laughs> staying in Texas. Texas. <laughs> yes. You don't have yeah. to move too far. I don't have to go too far. It's yeah, like nice Otto didn't familiar. have to move far here. <laughs> yeah, nice and familiar. So at number six, another pick that could go a lot of ways, and the Magic are a team that, that need a lot. Obviously, Aaron Gordon is there. He's an excellent player. Evan Fournier is a good starting guard for them. Um, and the mocks are all over the place for the Magic. Um, but the one that I've seen mocked to them that I really like, even though I know that some some media members, some writers are up and down on this guy, is Trey Young. Oh, and boy. so I think I'm going to go with Trey Young at, 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 at for Orlando. Wow. And I, that could be a reach. There, you know, there are names like Porter, um, Wendell Carter still on the board obviously those are both positions that the, that the magic could use um but if trey young ends up being a big time point guard that's a big big thing for the magic who needs some stability there they traded alfred payton this this year um they could use some stability at that position so also why not like, take it here at six like sacramento need to revitalize their fan base trey young's gonna sell tickets he's yeah. gonna be good is yep. he going to be Steph Curry like everyone, especially ESPN, tried to make him to be in college? Who knows? But he's going to be good. It was the second. Half I think of that, that he just got double teamed. Yeah, and he didn't have a ton of talent around him at Oklahoma, and so you saw him having to force shots and win games by himself, and it's just way too much pressure. Yeah. I think if he can go, Orlando might not be the best fit for this, but if he can go to a team that has a lot of talent, mm-hmm. a raw talent around him who can score, he's going to be a really dynamic player. Wow. Yeah. Okay, Trey Young, off the board to yeah, the we've Orlando seen him, Magic. We, some have him as high as three now, yeah. which is, <laughs> I mean, he's shot up some boards, but th- that's what I mean, he led the NCAA, first player ever to lead the NCAA in points and assists. Right? I mean, if you remember, I, I, I don't, I'll just throw this out there. When the Kings, remember uh, Vivek, their owner's fascination with Buddy Heald. Yeah. He was like <laughs> oh, a, yes, sc- he was just was like a scoring, yeah. like, God in college. Um I don't know if Bloody if we throw hell. out the possibility that Trey Young could go number two to yeah back to, to Sacramento. Sacramento. <laughs> uh, I don't know. That's that's I, I I don't see them making going that way again after Heal didn't really work out. 
Um, so we move to who? The Bulls. The Bulls at yes. seven. Bulls at seven. Um, again, a lot of those guys, you know, the names that we've talked about that'll be there. Um, I, you know, after they they hit with Markinen last year, so they already got they got their stretch four. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I Great think, pick. Yeah, and I think now. I'm gonna give them Wendell Carter. Ooh, um, another so, th- so now I'm I've now picked two Duke two, two big men. <laughs> After I just talked about Bagley before, now I get to talk about their other their other big man. But <laughs> Wendell Carter is uh, also another super talented big. Um, plays more of you know can be sort of a stretch five type mm-hmm. guy, um, but I know you know I think the Bulls are another team. They have, uh, I think they're, I don't, there's Zach Levine, Chris Dunn situation in the back. I think one of them, I think Levine is a restricted free agent, but if they, you know, assuming that they're going to bring those guys back or have them back, um, I think, you know, adding another big man with marketing in like, like Wendell Carter, who can block shots and make plays, um, I think that could be a good fit for them. Um, um, I just I think that's around the range he's going to go, and I think Chicago would probably be a good a good spot for him. So um, we'll give him we'll put him at seven. I I, f- agree, I agree with that too. Just that analysis and that pick for the for the Bulls. I think it's I think it would be a really nice fit alongside Market and their different players, and I think they'd complement each other really well. I'm having anyway. a really tough time with this next pick because I think I'm going to go with something I. Really didn't want to do. Uh oh, are you trading LeBron? The first upset. <laughs> yeah. The first upset. I mean, the this first this upset. pick could totally be traded. We mm-hmm. have no idea. Cleveland is probably going to be one of the most active teams, mm-hmm. but th- this is the pick they got for the Kyrie trade. So it's a big deal. They need to hit this pick or get something from it. Yep. Dang, I just. Do we I need a pick uh, for you? No, I think I'm gonna go with. Michael Bridges out of Villanova. Yeah, I think that is a logical pick for them. In if this transpires, I think Wendell Carter is probably who they really want. Yeah, or Trey Young, but mm-hmm. Bridges well, is ready. And I was thinking of Michael Porter Jr., but I just with the injuries and the fact that you know I know they don't they're not the exact same player, but I feel like LeBron already is that forward. Maybe he would get lost mm-hmm. in getting playing time. So why not go for? A guard forward, you can maybe put him at the J.R. Smith spot if you decide to move him. The guy him can play like now. three positions. He's yeah. a monster. He looks like a pro. I mean, yes. I got to see yep. him live in the championship game, and he just looks looks like a like a pro ready <coughs> guard. Absolutely. Um, so I think whoever drafts him, I think is going to get a good player. It's hard to see him not being a. I don't know if he'll be an All Star, but it's hard to see him not being a good NBA player. He definitely has one of the highest floors in the draft. I'm a big fan of him. Yeah. And if I was doing a documentary, I'd call it like Bridges to the NBA. We got oh, two nice. bridges, two yeah, bridges in the two first round. Two MI bridges, yeah. which brings us to the Knicks. Yes, the Knicks. Okay, I think the dream for the Knicks is for Trey Young to fall to them, no question. Yep. Trey Young in New York is a match made in heaven <laughs> for them. <laughs> but if that, if he's not going to make it there, I foresee them going the Michael Porter route because he's probably Ooh. the most talented player. But I have no idea. I mean, they've been rumored to really love Lonnie Walker. Uh, I think Kevin Knox makes sense there. But you look at what they have. They've got Porzingis. 
and a lot of other stuff. You don't really know what else they, they can really build off of. They're not going to draft a big. We know that. So I would just take the best available player that's not a big, and that's Michael Porter. Yeah, Michael Porter Jr. I like that a lot too. And um, isn't he? It's hard, it's hard calling a guy that's six eleven, not a big, but he plays like a wing. <laughs> yeah, and he really uh, does. But we didn't really it's get to like see like a Durant him. body. Yeah, yeah. we yep. didn't get to see a lot of Michael Porter, so no one really like. Yeah. unless you watch well, a lot of his high school. Yeah, he was so. supposed to be the number one pick. Yeah. entering this year, right. so that's why. So it's you could get a steal, right? Like that's how be. they'll look at it. Yeah, I'm sure. I think, and I think high on himself. If you heard his interview from yesterday, yeah, very high on himself. I don't know if he fits Fizdale. That's the one question mark I'd have, but I think you still go best available and I, th- I do think that the Knicks have picked pretty well the last couple of years I mean people can hate on the Nick Kalina pick but I still think he's a decent guy mm-hmm. and he's young yeah and there's he's so young there's so much left to find out about um until and and um they've just got a lot of young talent in New York and building around Porzingis is 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 a good bet for them and hopefully Porzingis comes back healthy this season and can yeah. really build off of that with whoever they pick um it's going to be an interesting situation that leaves us with the Philadelphia 76ers at 10, whose dream scenario would probably to keep Villanova's Michael Bridges right at home in Philadelphia. That's not happening in our in our draft. Um, some guys that are on the board here that could complement them well. Lonnie Walker comes to mind. Um, Shy Gilgis Alexander. I don't know where he really fits with the Sixers. Mm-hmm. Um, just I already with have the, a tall point yeah, guard. With yeah, the, with the point shoot. guard. <laughs> yeah, with, the, with, with Simmons, with Fultz in the mix still. Um, so, with that said, I think I'm going to go with a guy who has shot way up the board. I think I'm going to go with Kevin Knox. Wow. Um, he's just a really – it seems he's a really interesting prospect. He can be really versatile, I think. He's got a huge body that fits into what the Sixers – tend to do um the Sixers have a long history of drafting guys that are just that, that have a lot of upside and that can really I think they draft for the, the they draft for upside a lot and we've seen that work for them a lot um so Knox can fit a lot of molds I think he can play a lot of ways as soon as he gets into the NBA I think the added space in the NBA will help him um so yeah Kevin Knox big fan of Kevin him. Knox and I didn't think he was played in the right system at Kentucky at all and I think he will be unleashed in the NBA good player mm-hmm. young super young Philly is good at developing talent yeah I like him there yeah Jeremy that, that brings us to Charlotte yes oh baby Uh-oh. always drama with Charlotte yep and the, this is the Wizards are waiting in the wings now very couple, close couple picks a lot of the, yeah close. whatever happens here is one more player that could follow the Wizards, which I think is important to remember. Yeah, for sure. For Charlotte Hornets, let's give them uh, – you could take your pick. A lot of point guards are projected yeah. around here. Yeah. They have Kemba, but we don't know what's the long-term future with Kemba. Um, Uh-oh. So let's give Charlotte Shy Gilgis-Alexander. Whoa. I like it. We'll take a too. bigger point guard, obviously a much different six, kind six. of point guard than Kemba, who's a small Woo! scoring point guard. Totally different player. Could play with Kemba. Um, you know how many teams will play a few ball handlers together, and those guys yeah. are so different. And this guy's probably someone that could guard multiple positions um, at his size. Um, he reminds me of a Sadoransky. Yeah, he still has work to do. Probably has to be more polished offensively, mm-hmm. You know, become a better shooter. But... Um, but a guy that's probably going to be – he's going to be a lottery pick. He's uh, 
I mean, very talented, very talented guy. Obviously played with a ton of talent to, at Kentucky, but um, I, I don't know. Yeah. You could take your pick. There's a few other guards around here too, but I'll give – we'll go with Alexander for Charlotte. All right. A lot of Should upside for him, Alexander? by the way. He um, was unleashed yeah. at the end of the season for Kentucky. Kept them around. Mm-hmm. Not a, not even like one of their top prospects, which yeah. is great for him. I think a lot of teams covet him, so it'll be interesting to see if someone will trade up for him. Very interesting. Oh, boy. Okay, I'm back up. I'm nervous. Oh. What am I going to do with the Los Angeles Clippers? Well, they got back-to-back picks, got here picks here because they got it from Detroit in the Blake Griffin trade, and then they have their own pick because they just missed the playoffs. A lot Again, a lot of people said they could they could use those to move up. A lot of Kawhi Leonard rumors. Uh, I think they have great options here. I mean, you look at um, just the full – the way the draft has gone so far for us is very realistic. It might not go in that order, but those are the players that people think are going to be in the lottery. Yeah, agreed. Okay, so that being said, I think with this 12th pick, I'm going to take a – I don't know if it's a flyer, but I feel like it's a little bit of a gamble because they do have two picks. I'm going to take the gamble first. Uh, Robert Williams, power forward center out of Texas A&M. Not quite sure what they're going to do with DeAndre Jordan. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, at least now you've got a backup for DeAndre if you do keep him or trade him. Maybe our you latest can, podcast guest, Robert Williams. Yes. Good time yes. to plug our interview with Robert Williams. Yeah. Uh, makes sense to fit DeAndre Jordan's role. More of a Clint Capella, but he's very much DeAndre Jordan. Literally went to the same college as him. Uh, <laughs> We, I mean, we definitely liked him. I, I think that he is probably is and has been projected an option for the Wizards at 15. But who knows? I mean, this makes so much sense for them. And then after that, I would say Colin Sexton is the perfect hey. compliment right next to him. Yep. Their point guard situation, Austin Rivers is more of a combo guard. Tia Dosich is good, but he's old. Uh, mm-hmm. Patrick Beverly, who knows if he's going to stay there. Um, and he's getting older, too. I think you get the young guy. I think Sexton falls here to 13 and that's a big win for the for the clippers yeah i agree with you i think sexton we saw in the ncaa tournament just a little glimpse of what he can really bring to a team both from a leadership standpoint the way he can the way he can put a team on his back for stretches of a game um all of those things i think make him a really good nba prospect because there are times and we've we've seen john wall do it there are times where a point guard can be super dangerous if, they, if they're dynamic and can score Colin Sexton is one of those guys. He mm-hmm. can shoot. He can score. Um, he seems to have a good feel for the game. All those things will help him at the NBA level. So that leaves us with the 14th pick right ahead of the Wizards and so some guys that are on the board. It's a weird pick for Denver. It's a, it's a strange pick. And so I'm thinking, if I'm Denver, I'm thinking about Gary Harris. I'm thinking about Murray. Um, that's your starting backcourt that I would imagine they really yeah. like both of those guys. Love Jokic. And there. so you're looking at a guy like Lonnie Walker still on the board, Miles Bridges still on the board. And I and I think that while the Wizards would love to get Miles Bridges, I think if he's here for Denver, yeah. I mm-hmm. think it's a really, really good fit for them. 100% agree. Miles um, Bridges. So I'm going to go with Miles Bridges. Um, and the, the, the report on Bridges – is that just he he has the opportunity to be a super versatile player he was that for michigan state um can play up and down i think he's around six six maybe a little taller um but a big guy physical player 
I think another one kind of like Kevin Knox, similar mold of a mm-hmm. guy that can has a high ceiling, can really benefit from the spacing of the NBA. Obviously, another guy who at Michigan State had a lot of attention paid to him. I think if you put him on the floor with guys like um, like Murray, like Harris for Denver, and obviously with Nikola Jokic in Denver, I think you're really starting to form a really good squad in Denver. Um, they just missed the playoffs this year. They'll be looking to get there this year. If I was in, if I was in the West, season. I'd be, that'd be a dangerous fall <laughs> for him to go yeah. on that team. That's a good team. Yep. And they have sure. Millsap at the four. I mean, yeah. that's your starting five for the next what five years? Absolutely. That's awesome. Yep. Miles Bridges off the board. So that brings Miles us Bridges. to the Wizards. The, yep. Washington, the Washington Wizards. Wizards. Jeremy, it's fifteen. It, uh, fitting that you get to make this pick. Um, yep. A yeah. lot of pressure, though. It is a lot of pressure. <laughs> a lot of pressure. This is our first. Ernie's listening. Going to be listening to this podcast well, right just now. To reiterate, what we have we have no inside info here. This is not based on anything other than looking at mock drafts and what we, you know, knowing the Wizards and knowing what could work and what kind of needs the team has. Yep. Um, but I will give the Wizards. Zaire Smith from Texas Tech, who was here for a workout. We got to interview him. We got to watch him in his workout. Um, Just one of the best athletes in the draft. He didn't shoot a ton at Texas Tech, but he actually shot well in his, um, you know, shooting from three-point range, something that he's going to continue to get better at. Um, A guy that can play, you know, can, can play good, good defense can mm-hmm. can run and he, i think he fits the style here and the wizards have have needed sort of a backup uh wing you know another backup wing off the bench um you know another guard that could play behind beal mm-hmm. that could play with he could play with john and brad at times um you know he could give them some time you know to, to spell them um and someone that's still raw that's very young um I don't know how much of an impact he would make in his rookie year. Um, I don't know. I mean, this is you're you're drafting for you know for the for the next five to seven years with these guys. So yeah, um, he might develop more in two or three years. But um, I think if he's available there with who's on the board, you know, there's a couple guys who we've talked about that c- could fit here too. I, that's probably just going to come down to who they feel is the best fit. But there's probably it's probably going to be one of those wing wing guys and Zaire's going to be right around this range um and I think I think that's a gamble the Wizards could take right in the middle of the first round can never have enough wings and yeah I mean based on what's there we have no idea what they're going to do but he had a workout here I think it makes sense Um, there's plenty of options at this pick Um, the way that this fell I mean for the Wizards this is you're working with what's in front of you, and I think that's the pick right there if, yeah. for them. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah, in that situation, and just we said we were looking at a lot of mock drafts for mm-hmm. these. One of the mocks that uh, that we've read is Jonathan Jonathan Giovanni's in ESPN. Um, he has a physical comps section that I don't want to get too far out of ourselves, but the the two that he lists for Zaire Smith are Victor Oladipo and Tony Allen. Mm-hmm. Um, both of those molds of player are obviously the kind of player that you'd love to have for now, probably coming off the bench, obviously. But just having a dynamic player with the potential to shoot very well. Um, He didn't shoot a ton in college, but he did shoot the ball well from deep. Um, He can score from everywhere. He can obviously attack. He's he's super athletic. Um, 
this would be a heck of a pick. Other guys that I've seen that we've seen mocked while we're here, and while obviously this is a Wizards podcast, um, are I think we've seen a little bit of Aaron Holiday. We've seen some Troy Brown Jr. from Oregon, another wing. Both guys that have come in uh, for workouts. So a lot of Lonnie Walker. Too. A lot of Lonnie Walker as well. Who in this scenario for us, this hypothetical scenario, is also still on the board right now, and so. The Wizards are going to have a heck of a choice in front of them, and I think that it's a good thing. I mean, I think that there, there's a lot of ways they can go. I think that that's a positive for the Wizards, who we know have their core in place that they like. And so now you're looking to build and complement that core. I think there's going to be a lot of options for them to do that. Um, so we'll see. Thursday is going gonna, is gonna to be here soon, and these are the kind of names that, in all likelihood, based on the mock drafts, we'll be, we'll be throwing around on Thursday. And all the right. good thing is that if it works out – Jeremy in his first inter- interview with Zaire Smith is going to say, "Hey, I picked you in the mock draft." Yeah, so that's right. There you go. That's right. Sure. <laughs> uh, all right. Well, let's all right, run through the rest pick. of these. Yeah, we've got Phoenix. Oh my gosh, what am I going to do? Um, I'm trying to think of where to go because they got a great young guard in Devin Booker. They traded for Alfred Payton. They drafted Aiton earlier. Uh, they, they got did. Josh Jackson at the small forward. A yep. lot of young they got Marquise talent. Chris, Marquise Dragon Chris. Bender. So I'm going to go for what I've read in the mock draft about defense. I'm going to pick Troy Brown, okay. small forward out of Oregon. They say he's defensive-minded. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what they need because they've got enough players that can play he's on an offensive. We end. liked him a lot. He worked out here as well. He seemed yes, impressive. He and another guy who you can hear on the pod, uh, great interview. Really mm-hmm. awesome to talk to. Um, Six seven two fifteen. Yeah, only and a played lot, one uh, year at Oregon. Yeah, yep. a lot of very upside. Mature for his age, mm-hmm. of being such a young guy. The son of two correctional officers, I think I read wow. somewhere. I think yeah. that's right. And 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 by the way, him and Zaire, two of the youngest people in this draft. Um, so for the sons, you like that if you're them. They have they have a lot of building to do, a lot of growth to do. Uh, Troy Brown gives them a lot of runway because he's so young coming out and coming into this draft. Uh, okay, we go to 17 with the Milwaukee Bucks. Uh, fitting that I get to pick their, yes. their picks. <laughs> Milwaukee native. I, Let's get Bob you know, I really don't love a lot of their options here, um, but I think they should go wing. That makes the most sense to me. And uh, for them, in that case, I would probably <laughs> lean DiVincenzo. I think they really need some shooting. So let's give him DiVincenzo. That's an interesting fit DiVincenzo. there. DiVincenzo. Yeah. Uh, like and it's exciting. And I think if they want some some burst off the bench, which they desperately need, especially if Jabari Parker's gone, he's right there. I mean, he's shot up the, the draft boards. Mm-hmm. Um, and he might be overpicked here, but I think he's what they need off the bench. So that brings us to 18, San Antonio Spurs. A very interesting offseason <laughs> is on the way for the San Antonio <laughs> Spurs. Um, you're looking at a roster that is definitely aging quite a bit. Um, they need young. They need scoring potential. Um, Lonnie Walker's still on the board here, and I Ooh. think if he gets this far, the Spurs might really like him. Um, okay. They, I think the Spurs are a team that can work with pretty much anybody um, and, and make it work and make it fit. Lonnie Walker's super talented, and um, – so I think just because he's made it this far in this situation, let's give them Lonnie Walker. Um, I th- another one that's on the board that I've seen a lot of mocks is Zanin Musa, an international um, player, Musa's and we know how the Spurs love their international talent. 
but kind of a, a young a young forward. He's 19 as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so look for maybe that him. there too. He's been compared to Bogdanovich. Yep. Yeah, Musa was around this range for a couple of weeks ago, and now mm-hmm. I've seen him drop all the way down to the second round. So uh, th- sometimes those international guys, like, I, uh, there's been picks in the past where guys are you know 20, 30 picks different than a lot of the mocks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, not just not just international. Sometimes there could be guys that you know we're not even thinking about that go in this range. That if a team really likes a guy and they want to, you know, whether you call it a reach or not, um, if sometimes you you go on a guy and you go get him. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Lonnie would Lonnie's a good pick. He could certainly be be in this range. Um, so I get another Hawks pick. Another after Hawks. I gave him Bagley. Uh, Big Hawks guy. To yeah, <laughs> I got three first rounders. I'm not sure what the future is them with them and Dennis Schroeder is, so I'm going to give yeah. them another point guard, and that's going to be Aaron Holiday. Aaron Holiday. Wow. We watched here. I think that would give them. You know, it's another guard who could play behind Schroeder for now. If, mm-hmm. but he's 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 a mature guard. He's you know has older brothers in the NBA. He's very familiar with the NBA game. Um, he was impressive. He looked like I, I got Another to watch his workout, yeah. and we got to talk to him, and he he looked like a good, a good solid yeah. point guard, and I think, um, I think that could make sense around this range for Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Okay, I am going to. Oh boy, I want to go overseas. I just don't know if I can do it. For um, Minnesota, from Minnesota, for Minnesota, Minnesota's pick. I think I'm going to go with. Uh, Eli Okobo. He worked out here, worked yeah. Out yes. for the Wizards. That's who I'm going with. The point guard. I feel like Minnesota could maybe use a backup to Jeff Teague. Derrick Rose yeah. was the backup, kind of on the older side. This guy, uh, this kid can shoot too. So yeah, Okobo can really play, and um, was a, was an interesting one that I think he was in a loaded workout for the draft for the Wizards, and so um, he was here to work out. But um, yeah, I think that's a good pick. I think it's a name that maybe a lot of people haven't heard. Mm-hmm. Um, Moose is another one of those that a lot of people haven't heard, but two really good international prospects. Out of France, okay. At yeah. 21 for Utah, I think they could use another wing. I like Kyrie Thomas out of Creighton for them. Uh, he's a defensive-minded player. He's been projected as early as the end of the lottery as well. Mm-hmm. Good fit there. Yep. Quinn Snyder will love that kid. Chicago, we have we gave them another big. They have a second pick in this first round. Another really good opportunity for them, I think. Um, so I think they can use some shooting, some more shooting. Um, and so that's why we'll go. We'll give them another international prospect after getting Markin in last year. Let's go with Musa at Chica- or for Chicago. Musa. That might be a little high. We, you know, he's been mocked all over the place. Yeah. Um, How do you say his I first name has, again? I think from what I've read in the mocks, I think it's Zanin. I think Zanin? it's probably Zanin. Yeah. Um, from a lot of the mocks, he can he has like elite shooting potential. Chicago could use that um, with players like Dunn, like Levine, who can shoot a little bit. But um, you look at guys that you can put around those playmakers mm-hmm. like Chris Dunn and um, Levine. I think Musa could be a nice fit. Okay, we'll go for Indiana, a guy that's been shooting up draft boards, uh, Jerome Robinson. Yeah, from Boston College. Um, a guard that Gunner. 
really can score. Probably can <laughs> score as well as almost anyone in this draft. If you um, watched the early rounds of the ACC tournament, you saw yeah. uh, Jerome Robinson he's in a big a, way. Yeah, he's he's a guy that really – I mean, he might not be around in the 20s. I've seen him going up into the teens now, sort of around where the Wizards are drafting. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think if he was there um, – uh, you know, to go to a team like Indiana, who just you know coming off a good playoff playoff run, I think mm-hmm. pl- you know playing with Oladipo in that backcourt and Collison kind of um, you know being a good bench scorer for them, that's probably something they can use. Um, you know, Lance Stevenson is such a wild card type player. I think having a real a real scoring guard off the bench like that would be would be big for them for sure. All right. Uh, with Portland, I am going with out of the University of Maryland, Kevin Herter. Ooh, I feel nice. like they could use more shooting in Portland. They need they a wing. They love to shoot it. They yeah. need a wing for sure. Yes. I think that's a good pick. Uh, Lakers, 25. Um, I, I'm going to give him Mitchell Robinson, kind of a flyer. He's the center who didn't. He was at Western Kentucky, withdrew from school. I think he's an interesting prospect. Um, can never, for them, I like. Brooke Lopez is expiring. They they could use a big, so I like him there. Yeah, the Sixers get another pick here. They have so many picks. They have, yeah. they have a ton of picks. And Trust so the I'm, process. So I'm thinking of, like, where they can go, where they can still add a player that, um, you know, that, they, that could fit somewhere. Um, I, I kind of like Kata Bates-Jop. Okay. Um, that he's another big, another wing. Um but a guy who can do a lot, I think mm-hmm. that the Sixers can always use those guys. I think Brett Brown knows how to utilize that. Um, and by the way, he's, he's a guy with size who can shoot a little bit. I think as, as Ben Simmons still figures that out, um, they could use a little bit more shooting. So we'll Just give him KBD. a little KBD. bit more. Right, yeah. we're, we're up to the Celtics. Celtics. They get to make the Celtics. Jeremy. It's all working out. I'm going to give the Celtics Jalen Brunson. Oh, that's a classic. Um, okay. I think a guy, you know, a, a guy that already p- kind of plays like a pro. That's three Nova players. Very, this one. very smart, friend. very smart type, you know, Brad Stevens kind of guy. Um, kind of makes a lot of sense for a lot of reasons. Uh, you know, we don't – how healthy will Kyrie be for the whole year? Mm-hmm. If they, you know, if you have to s- kind of tame him a bit, you can play Jalen. I, I would think he could fit, fit right in with that team and play immediately. Um I just think that it makes a lot of sense if he's on the board for them at that pick. Uh, and Terry Rozier is in his last year in his contract. Yep. Marcus Smart might not be back. Um, Shane Larkin, I don't know his contract situation, but I'm not sure if he's back with them. But, um, you know, another ball handler, you know, to have a guy like Brunson, I think, who I – another guy you can't really – you just can't really see him not being some kind of an impact player in the NBA. He just has that kind of game. Um, not a star. I don't see him being a star, but a guy that can handle the ball, play, mm-hmm. play, uh, you know, run that offense. So that's who I'll give him. Nice. So for Golden State, they can do whatever they want. I mean, they're the defending champions. Just pick a player, put him on the bench, <laughs> see how he does. I'm going to go with someone, a guard out of the ACC. Grayson? Josh Shakogi. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm going go with Josh Shakogi out of Georgia Tech. Yeah, Kogi's been impressive to scouts a uh, big combine guy see how it translates supposed to be a good a good player for sure uh brooklyn at 29 um i've read a lot that chandler hutchison kind of shut down his training because he got first round promise 
I just foresee him if that's the true the truth. Maybe it's not Brooklyn, but I think he's probably good enough to be picked in the first round. He falls here. I like him in, in Brooklyn. Chandler Hutchinson. And so at 30, a guy that I think could be a really nice fit with the Hawks, given what they're what they're building and what we've given them so far. We've given them a big. Uh, they already have Collins, so they've got some bigs that they can work with. Let's give them some wing depth, and I'm going to go with Cincinnati's Jacob Evans. Jacob Evans. That's a hard-nosed guy. Okay. A guy who, who plays hard. He fits that system. If you think of other guys that play for that are currently with the Hawks, um, they're a hard-nosed team. They're tough to beat. They may have had a really tough season, uh, but they play a lot of close games with a lot of play with a lot of teams. Jacob Evans has got a chance to be a pretty good shooter. I think um, they can definitely use that guy with a lot of first-round grades if you yeah. look around, and so. And with Lloyd Pierce there now, who's going to preach defense for that team, I mm-hmm. think that that would probably be a nice fit for them. Yeah. All right. All right. First so pick of the NBA draft was Aiton. Aiton, last oh. pick in the first round of the NBA draft. Jeremy Hyman. Who do you no, got? No, that was the last. That pick. was the last. Hunt, that one. was the 30. last pick of oh, the first thirty. Round. That's it. Yep. Let's, thirty. Well, let's just jump we to forty. To, to forty-four then. Wizards, yep. the second-round pick. Of course, last year traded it for Tim Frazier. It was fifty-two. Um, a lot of options are going to be here. There's no doubt. Um, you look at, we have so many players who have worked out here. You can go down the list. I think the bottom line for the Wizards is if they pick a wing at at 15, they'll pick a big in the second round. Mm-hmm. That makes a lot of sense to me and vice versa. So I think that's what you look for. But, again, you can never have enough wings. If there's a really good player that falls, that's a wing, and they pick a wing in the first round, get another wing. I mean, yep. you never know who's going to be there and second round stuff is just best available. I mean, you just look at the, like Philly, I think has three or four second rounders. I mean, it's yeah. just, mm-hmm. you never really know what's going to be there. So I'm looking forward to the second round pick as well, because I think that there's some really interesting players, the deep, da- deep draft. Yeah. A lot of, in- a lot of intriguing talent there for sure. It could be someone that plays for the wizards or plays for the go-go next season. This Capital right. city go-go. How about that? All right. Well, I hope you've enjoyed this mock draft. We're just having fun here. No insight into it. Yeah, we didn't teams, go that off the cuff. Yeah. I don't think we did. I thought I think we, we were, were pretty, pretty, pretty shocked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I think we were pretty shocked here. But we will pay attention to who Jeremy had the wizards picking at 15 to see if that, falls into place. All right, Wiz Kids. Ciao for now. We'll see you on the other side of the draft. Mm-hmm.